0: Good, it was. Um, we are starting our series on Genesis, and one of the reasons we're doing that is because our kids are learning about Genesis in Sunday school. And so, um, as adults, we thought it would be good to join them in learning what they're learning about. So, one of the things I love about stories is it doesn't matter how old you are, you can understand and find your place within the story and how it connects with you. So Um, I think I might ask a question for all of you. Have you ever made a mistake that you've then tried to fix and made it even worse? So maybe have a chat to the people around you. Um, I know beck has got a great story about a haircut. Uh, (laughs) um, Have you ever made a mistake and tried to fix it and then made it even worse? Have a chat. No, you can. Uh, oh, we're running out of time, so I'll get on with it. I um, feel free to share those stories uh, as the afternoon progresses. One of the brothers in our story this morning, Esau, was a bit of an expert at this. He quite often made mistakes and then tried to fix them and made even more mistakes. So one time, he actually gave away his entire inheritance to his brother, and we're gonna. Uh, read the story about that. And I need a couple of volunteers to help me uh, reenact the story. So, um, Eli, you can come out the front. And uh, Joe, do you want to help me out? So, Eli, you're going to be Jacob for us. And Joe, you're going to be Esau. And these guys actually probably pretty well represent Jacob and Esau because Esau was a big man who liked hunting. He was hairy (laughs) the uh, only issue joe is he had red hair as well so you're pretty close but you're not there whereas jacob he liked just being around home uh and hanging out in his pajamas so eli does that sound like you yeah absolutely all right so can you take the jacob one and give the Issa one to joe and the bits in bold, you guys are going to read out i'll give you the microphone so These guys were twin brothers, obviously, as you can see. Once when Jacob was cooking some stew, Esau came in from the open country famished. He said to Jacob, Quick, let me have some of that red stew, I'm famished. So uh, Esau, red hair, also loved red stew. That's why his nickname was Edom, which means red. Um, Jacob replied, First, sell me your birthright. Look, I'm about to die. What good is the birthright to me? But Jacob said to him, Swear to me first. So Esau swore an oath to Jacob, but he'd give him his birthright. Then Jacob gave Esau some stew. Awesome. And he ate and drank Then he got up and left, and so you can go to, and so Esau despised his birthright. Um, Are there? I'm not sure that there's many Crows fans here, but if I say, I know, I know you're not allowed to say this name anymore, but if I say Eddie Betts' 300th game, is there anything that comes to mind about Eddie Betts's 300th game? What's that? Yeah, he kicked the last goal. It was nominated for early goal of the year. Does anyone else know anything about this story? All right, I've got a picture. Um, Jeff, do you want to put that that up on the screen? This is a picture that happened just after Eddie Betts' 300th game. This is Eddie Betts and his brother-in-law, Tom. Now, Eddie Betts' brother in law, Tom, made a very silly decision, a bit like Esau in our story. He said to Eddie Betts, If you kick five goals during your 300th game, I will get a tattoo of you on my bottom. Do you know how many goals Eddie Betts kicked in his 300th game? No. Close. Eli. He kicked six. He was having a slump at the time. For the, last, for the previous three or four games, he hadn't kicked a goal. And during his 300th game, he slotted six goals. And this is Tom with his fresh tattoo on his bum of Eddie Betts. Um, I read a quote from Tom. He said, I was talking to Ed all week about a form slump. Footy's a real mental game. Turns out, if he puts his mind to it and gets a bit selfish, he can get it done. He said... Don't make stupid bets. (laughs) He said, I ended up with 126,000 followers checking out my bum. Uh, This story this morning is about a stupid bet. Um, Jacob, we can take that photo down now. (laughs) Jacob, he was pretty sneaky and a bit selfish. He wasn't nice. But he valued something that Esau didn't really value, and that was the promise of God. See, um, Esau was the oldest son, and he was going to inherit from Isaac, his dad, a blessing that that God had given him. And um, Jacob really wanted it, and so he used everything he could, including being really sneaky, to take hold of God's blessing. Um, In Hebrews, we read um in church a little while ago from the book of hebrews and it reminds us to do the same thing and it talks about this very story it says see that no one is godless like esau who for a single meal sold his inheritance rights as the older son afterwards as you know when he wanted to inherit this blessing he was rejected even though he sought the blessing with tears he could not change what he had done and um one of the things about Esau is that he didn't focus on the right thing. So I'm going to fast forward a little bit into the story. So we have Jacob and Esau who are brothers. Their father Isaac is about to die. He's getting really old. And so he calls his sons in and he blesses them. Now Isaac still wanted to give the blessing to Esau, because Esau was his favorite son. But Jacob tricked him. So Jacob, uh, Eli, can you come out the front here for a second? Oh, no. Jacob, Jacob was uh, he wasn't as hairy as his brother Esau. So what Jacob did was he put goat skin over his hands so that they'd seem hairy. And he wore his brother's clothes because his brother was out in the field hunting and he was a bit stinky. So he put on his brother's stinky clothes and put goat skin over his hands and went in to see Isaac, who couldn't see anymore. And Isaac said to him, are you Esau? Are you Esau? Yes. He said, let me feel your hands. And he said, come here and give me a kiss. He said, you smell like Esau, and your hands feel like Esau, but you sound like Jacob. And then he said a blessing. He said, ah, the smell of my son is like the smell of a field that the Lord has blessed. And then he blessed him and said, may God give you heaven's dew and earth's riches, an abundance of grain and new wine. May nations serve you and people bow down to you. Be Lord over your brothers, and may the sons of your mother bow down to you. May those who curse you be cursed, and those who bless you be blessed. So Isaac leaves, and uh, Esau comes in. Come on, Joe. I don't actually need you out the front, but I just like having you out the front. Esau comes in. How do you think Esau would have felt about having his blessing that he it was meant to be his taken. Kids, how do you think he might have felt? Well, Esau was angry. Have you ever been angry with a brother or sister for taking something that belonged to you? <laughs> yeah. All right. Sit down. Well, Esau was angry. Stay here, Joe. And do you know what he did? He said to his... Br- dad he said please give me a blessing and his dad said I've already given it I can't give it to you so what do you know what Esau decided to do it's pretty extreme he decided that once his father had died he was going to go and find his brother and he was going to kill him you know yeah (laughs) watch out Eli you can go sit down and make your plans Now, if you were Isaac, if you were um, Jacob, what would you do? If you were Eli here and your brother is really mad with you, what would you do? Hide is a good option. Run forever, run forever. that's what that 's what Jacob decides to do he He's taken the blessing from his brother, and so he decides to run so He's in this very interesting um, situation. He No, nah, don't run, Eli. You can stay here. He has taken the blessing, but then he has to run for it, and he has absolutely nothing to take with him. So he finds himself running away on his own, out in the middle of the desert with nothing. In fact, um, we're going to read the story in a second. And do you know what? he has to use for a pillow when he's lying down on the ground out in the desert a rock he doesn't even have a pillow with him he has to use a rock um he's got the blessing that he took from his brother but that's all he's got there's a there's a saying that i really like it says faith isn't faith until it's all you're hanging on to and um i feel like that's the situation with jacob uh, I was listening to a podcast this week actually and it said that pressure is always good for the people of God. When we are under pressure, when we have nothing, it turns us back to God. And that's a great place to be in where God is the thing that you're hanging on to. That's why um, Jesus, when he started his ministry, went out into the desert for 40 days and 40 nights. Pressure Brings confidence. It's good for the people of God. So let me read to you Jacob's story. Jacob left Beersheba and set out for Haran. When he reached a certain place, he stopped for the night because the sun had set. Taking one of the stones there, he put it under his head and lay down to sleep. He doesn't have anywhere to stay, he doesn't have anyone with him, he doesn't have a pillow, he's out lying down. In the desert, on the ground, by himself. How do you think he might be feeling? So, have a chat to the people around you. How do you think he might be feeling? And have you ever felt like that? Hmm. If you want to, you can play the impression that I get. If you yeah, if you haven't it up. Then I'll... Alright, if you're not talking about whether you've ever felt like that, please be talking about that now. If you ever felt really alone and by yourself... All right, uh you may have you may have uh noticed the mighty mighty boss tones in the background there in the words of the mighty mighty boss tones I've uh, never had to knock on wood like Jacob had to, but I'm sure it's not good um, <laughs> that's the impression that I get <laughs> yeah. So I want to read you what happens next in the story. So I think that Jacob would have been feeling very alone and very scared. And this is what happens next. When Jacob laid his head down on the rock and went to sleep, he had a dream in which he saw a stairway resting on the earth with its top reaching up to heaven. And the angels of God were ascending and descending on it. There above it stood the Lord, and he said, I am the Lord, the God of your father Abraham and the God of Isaac. I will give you and your descendants the land on which you are lying. Your descendants will be like the dust of the earth, and you will spread out to the west and to the east, to the north and to the south. All people on earth will be blessed through you and your offspring. I am with you and will watch over you wherever you go and I will bring you back to this land. I, have, I will not leave you until I've done what I have promised you. So while Jacob, with nothing, is lying down in the desert, God shows up. What does God promise him? Kids, maybe you can help me out with that. He promises a few things, so we'll just go one at a time. All right, Judah, what does he promise him? Land, he says, you will live in this land that you're now lying on. Yep. Everyone will be blessed through you. Anything else? Adults can pitch in here. (laughs) Sally's ready to go. (laughs) That's good. He promises that he will bless him, that he will have descendants that God will safely bring him back to his family. I love this blessing. Um, I think um, Jacob, when he was wanting to take the blessing from his brother, it was fairly selfish, his motivations. Yeah, I think so. He was thinking, I want to get this blessing so that I am blessed and have a great life. But what I love about when God shows up is God says, yeah, I'm going to bless you. Yeah, I'm going to look after you, and you will grow, and you'll be mighty, but I'm going to bless you so that you can be a blessing to the whole world. The world will be blessed through you. When I bless, that won't just end with you. That will flow out. I love this promise of blessing. Um, That's still God's promise today, not just to Jacob, but to all of us. Um, So, Kids and adults, if ever you find yourself lying out in the middle of a desert with a rock for a pillow, I want you to remember that if we trust in God, he will bless us and he'll bless the world through us. That you don't need anything else other than that promise, that God will bless you. He is faithful and he is good. So I'm just going to finish up with the story. Let's, uh, let me read to you. When Jacob woke from his sleep... He thought, surely the Lord is in this place, and I wasn't aware of it. He was afraid and said, how awesome is this place. This is none other than the house of God. This is the gate of heaven. So early the next morning, Jacob took the stone he had placed under his head and set it up as a pillar and poured oil on top of it. He called that place Bethel, though the city used to be called Luz. Then Jacob made a vow saying, if God will be with me and will watch over me on this journey I am taking and will give me food to eat and clothes to wear so that I return safely to my father's household, then the Lord will be my God and this stone that I have set up as a pillar will be God's house and of all that you give me, I'll give you a tenth. I love that line, surely God was here and I didn't know it. And um, what Jacob does in response to that, in the response to God showing up, is he um, makes a commitment to him. He says, God, I'm with you. I want to be part of what you're doing, and I'm going to commit myself to that. And he worships. He worships in a different way to us. He makes a pillar, and he says a prayer. Um, no, no instruments out there in the desert to make songs of worship with. (laughs) But what I love about how that story connects with ours is that um, the same promise that Jacob has from God, we also have, every single one of us in this room. Jesus has promised us that he will be with us and he will bless us and he will take care of us. And that we can go and be a blessing. Um, I, I'm reminded, Jacob's prayer is, if God will give me food on this journey and give me clothes on this journey, I'm reminded of the Sermon on the Mount where Jesus says, don't worry about food and clothes. I know what you need and I'll give it to you. But seek first my kingdom and everything else will be given to you. Um, Jesus, at the end of his life, blessed his disciples and he says, go, be a blessing and I'll be with you always to the end of the age. Jacob's response was to worship and that's ours too. That's partly why we gather together like this, is to remember the promise, is to worship and celebrate together God's goodness, is to enjoy the blessing of being God's people so that then we can go and be a blessing to others. Um, We're going to look at this story next week. I'll I'll give you a hint of what happens. Hopefully this isn't a spoiler for you. It's fairly old news, so um, I feel like I'm okay giving the spoiler away. But Jacob comes back to this place. He comes back to this rock that he set up. He comes back 20 years later as a rich man, as a wealthy man with lots of sheep and lots of cattle, with a family, he has 11 sons. He has a great amount of wealth. And in fact, when he gets to that spot, he says, who am I that God has blessed me so much? I don't deserve it. He comes back to this place where he had nothing with a whole heap of stuff, feeling extremely blessed. Um, God is faithful to his promises. Those he is blessed are blessed. And I um, want you to remember that today because you have been blessed by God. So why don't we pray and then I'll hand back to Sarah. Lord Jesus, we thank you so much that you have blessed us, that you have called us your people, that you have made us your um, brothers and sisters, that we share in your kingdom, that we have been blessed beyond anything that we deserve. Lord Jesus, remind us of that today. May we um, focus on that. May we seek your kingdom first. May we um, remember the blessing that we have and may we go and be a blessing to others. Thank you for that call that you've put on our lives. And Lord Jesus, we just stop now and worship you. We say thank you. We honour you. We join in the whole of creation in a... dedicating ourselves to your glory. In Jesus' name, amen.